What is up? What is up? Welcome to the Mitch Davis Show. It is Egg Bowl Week in the SIP. It is Jared Redding time on the Mitch Davis Show. Jared, welcome back on. This is my first Egg Bowl as a Mississippian, uh, quote-unquote there. How are you doing? Happy Egg Bowl Week, and uh, how's the Egg Bowl prep going? Happy Egg Bowl Week. Uh, <laughs> well, first off, i got to ask you do, you, do you like eggs? Oh, God. So, no. Actually, I don't. I I don't like eggs either, so I'm I was just I despise it. So two things, two food groups or three food groups I don't like that people, normal people do mushrooms. My wife loves Reagan loves mushrooms. Peanut butter, I hate peanut butter, and of course eggs. So I could see, I could see mushrooms. I not don't really understand peanut butter, but I get it maybe because the allergy thing with the eggs. I get clearly on board with. It's just. Taste, texture, no. Anyways, but I do like the Egg Bowl, having grown up around it. Uh, uh, this is, I'm 24 years old, and I think I've been around for, you know, most of them, with the exception of a very few. So, I mean, throw this one onto the pile, but, you know, I have a job to do at the end of the day. Bowl prep has been, or excuse me, <laughs> Egg Bowl prep. We haven't got a bowl prep yet. It's been doing pretty well. Um, and just kind of waiting there for Thursday just to see what happens. Of course, Ole Miss. So, for the record, before we even talk about the game, people know the backstory. I have married into a Mississippi State family. I Do they know, do they know that, or do you have to remind them? They should, because, I they, mean. They, they should know. I don't have any maroon on tonight, but I still have the cup handy. So, Hell State, Jared, you I didn't miss. You know, your parents went to Mississippi State. I did. They did. So... This is the egg ball is different. Before we talk about the matchup, what makes the egg ball the egg ball? I guess. I mean, it's just one of those things. You know, you have two in-state schools, a uh, uh, hundred mile, literally exactly one hundred miles apart from each other. Uh, both, you know, programs from a football perspective. You know, they're not the you know the the blue chip powerhouses like there are in the SEC surrounding them. Um, I think. You know, Steve Robertson at our at our fellow twenty four seven site at Mississippi State said it best. You know, we may not be Alabama, we may not be LSU, but we're better than you. And I think that pretty much sums it up perfectly. And because of that, the stark contrast in between the two schools, as far as you know, culturally is concerned, the way people, the way the perception is around them as a university, um, and just kind of their their way of life kind of fuels into that. And I feel like both schools kind of embrace that a little bit to a certain extent. Um, and it's been a close game as a result. Uh, this is one that, you know, with a lot of rivalry games, you know, like the Iron Bowl, you know, you got two really good in-state football programs that, you know, obviously want to be better than the other and we want to beat each other. But at the same time, there's kind of a shred of respect between the two because of that success. But Mississippi, but Mississippi with Ole Miss having not really been a powerhouse in 50 years and state never really getting there at all. To, to a certain extent, you know, it's just bred this hatred for each other. It's kind of like life and death, if you will. Jared, I don't know if you've, uh, I don't know if you've been too busy paying, not paying attention to Egg Bowl Twitter, but it has reached, <laughs> I guess, Egg Bowl Twitter peakness, I guess, two days before the game. I mean, we've got um, a Mississippi State fan calling in a bomb threat to Ole Miss, and then we've got... Oh, 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 when did this happen? It was, I swear to God, it was on Barstool or something. It was some guy, it was like a fake, it was like a fake account, but he like tagged Oxford police and called them everywhere in the book. And they're like, hey, we take, uh, you know, we take threats seriously. And then we have um, 
Ole Miss fans complaining about cowbells, the Mississippi State people saying that bringing up the past of Ole Miss, we'll leave it at that. So, Egg Bowl Twitter, man, uh, before we talk about the matchup, what are your thoughts on Egg Bowl Twitter as a Ole Miss alum? I mean, it is what it is. I mean, that's just, it kind of goes into the statement that I said earlier that it's almost like a sense of uh, self-worth and, uh, you know, kind of a, uh, one of those that, when one tie wins, you know, the other one's going to let you hear about it for 365 days. And because you have that stark contrast as far, you know, culturally is concerned with Mississippi state being the more agricultural engineering school, as opposed to Ole Miss kind of being the, uh, you know, the school that produces the liberal arts school that produces doctors and lawyers. And so like that, and, and because of that, I think there's things that may be made fun of kind of on both ends of the aisle, but as far as Egg Bowl Twitter is concerned, I, I just kind of, I see it all the time. I, I've I've seen it growing up my entire life, and you know, I usually I have a job to do at the end of the day, so I don't have as much time to 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 look look in and engage and all that sort of stuff. But you know, like you said, you know, I've have you know passed on both ends of the aisle. You know, with my parents having met at Mississippi State and got married uh, while they were at Mississippi State, and they were lived in Starkville for eight years before moving up to Oxford, where my dad's side of the family's been for the longest time. So you know, I I understand both sides of it. I've you know, good friends that are Mississippi State alums. You know, I'm an almost alum myself, having born and being born in Oxford. So, you know, it was just kind of a way of life around here. You know, whether you like it or not. And I will uh, before I ask you about your favorite memory, we'll talk about the matchup. But I will say, out of every media member in the state of Mississippi, um, you po- possibly yes, you graduated from Ole Miss, but you like the whole state to do well. You want Southern Miss to do well. You want Mississippi State to do well because it makes the state of Mississippi look good. Because you, Jared are Mr. Mississippi yourself, and you have, really, truthfully, I've said this a billion times, on record and off record, you have poured that into me, and now I'm an adopted Mississippian, and I, too, have fallen in love with the state. So that's uh, that's kind of where I would like to leave that, but I do want to ask you your favorite Egg Bowl memory in your lifetime. I think it's a tough, I think it's a tough question because, you know, a lot of, you know, with me being 24 and, you know, having witnessed a lot of those games back then, some in the past are a little bit more faded from memory from others. But uh, I think, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of them. I think I, I've seen it, 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 I've seen kind of both ends of it from Ole Miss having a thrilling win and Mississippi State having a thrilling win. Um, yeah, but, but as far as uh, just, I, I wrote about this earlier today, and I think it's one of those worth kind of bringing up given, you know, where Ole Miss, you know, has gotten close to a couple of times and has a chance to be down the road should, uh, you know, the program keep doing well. Uh, I think back to the 2014 season um, when Ole Miss and Mississippi State were at the top of college football. Uh, it was a very special time, you know, me being a fellow Mississippi myself and kind of alluding what you talked to you earlier uh, just wanting my state to be, you know, nationally recognized and, you know, nationally recognized as being really good in football at the same time. So that was really special to be a part of, even being on the Ole Miss side of things growing up, being born in Oxford. But it was one of those where both teams covered, stared the cover of Sports Illustrated, Mississippi State. You know, they were the first team in like 30 years in the AP poll era to knock off three consecutive AP top 10 teams, reach number one for five consecutive weeks. Ole Miss, when they reached top three, they knocked off Alabama. Uh, which is always a big deal with anyone doing that. Uh, but going into that Egg Bowl, Mississippi State had a chance to go to a national championship, uh, even though they had lost to Alabama two weeks prior. And all they had to do was beat their arch rival, who just went in banged up, battered, beaten up uh, against Arkansas the week before. And I think Ole, I think the state was 
I think Ole Miss or excuse me, State was pretty heavily favored at the top of my memory. I'm not sure, but it just one of those where Ole Miss found different ways to move the ball despite being so injured and, you know, really kind of with Miss with Ole Miss really ending Mississippi State's playoff hopes, you know, not not saying, you know, it's a jab at Mississippi State, but it was kind of one of those where given where both programs were nationally at the time, it was kind of the you know, this is the matchup that we had been waiting for for a long time. It was electric crowd um, being there. Um, and I know it was a lot sweeter on the Ole Miss side of things for obvious reasons, but it was uh, kind of a culmination of that whole season in the state of Mississippi. Of course, Mississippi State went on to win 10 wins for the first time, I think, since – I maybe that was the first time. I'm not sure. I have to go back and check the, the records on that. But Ole Miss having, at that point – one of its better starts and one of its better seasons since, you know, the, the 60s as far as far as just the meaningful wins, you know, the national prominence and whatnot. Jared, let's talk about the matchup on Thursday night. Obviously, Mississippi State without a head coach, Greg Knox is the interim. I'm sure you saw the video of him riding in on the full wheeler. A lot of swag awesome. going on. That was awesome. I love that. I, I thought that was pretty – I thought, I mean, honestly, it was pretty badass, but that's – Neither here or there. But, Jared, let's talk about this matchup. For Ole Miss, what are the keys to the game, and, and what do you expect to see out of the Rebels on Thursday night? I think, simply put, they just have to do their job. Um, uh, now, granted, a lot of these guys on the roster, because of this day and age of college football we're in with the transfer portal, a lot of these guys not only haven't played Mississippi State, but haven't played in Starkville, and they're not used to being in a, a little bit more of a unique environment. Maybe not the more – maybe not – as hostile as some of the the blue chips in the SEC, but you know it's a crowd that will definitely annoy you uh, with cowbells. Uh, they'll you know make it difficult you know as far as cadence is concerned. So I think just you know handling the environment is obviously a challenge in of itself, which I think something Ole Miss can handle, uh, given that they've been pretty tested as far as playing in hostile environments and they've done that all year long, whether it be wins or losses. But I think offensively they just have to take care of the football. And find kind of find different ways to mix it up, given some of the injuries that have happened recently in the offensive line, um, and not turn the ball over. I think when Ole Miss hasn't been successful in these egg bowls, it's been because of turnovers. And Mississippi State's been able to capitalize and take advantage of them. Um, you know, it was the turnover that lost the game in 2013, the Bo Wallace fumble. It was the it was actually a bunch of turnovers in that game. Uh, turnovers in 2018 and uh, turnovers 2007. It, it turnovers on downs like two in 2007. So, um, you know, I think it's a matter of doing your job. And then defensively, um, just, you know, to make Will Rogers' life uncomfortable. He's coming back from injury. I know he's a guy who's not going to take off and run with it. And, and Ole Miss is just going to try to make his life live in hell, you know, up front, just plain and simple. And I think that's the strength of this Ole Miss team this year. So it's just a matter of getting there, but also not getting burned too at the same time and kind of playing your responsibility, playing on an island. And just having a good, you know, game plan just in general. Jared, I do want to ask you about the. I mean, obviously, Ole Miss is likely to win this game. I mean, they just—they're the better team. They have the most talent. But weird things happen in the Egg Bowl. You and I have talked about this. <laughs> we have everybody's talked about this. Weird, stupid, crazy things happen in the Egg Bowl. How hard is it to predict the Egg Bowl game? I mean, it's. I, I'd say I, I've. It's it's very tough for me to describe in words, but 
I think the best of the way I can just put it is just where all logic and reasoning literally just goes out the window. Uh, you know, just because of that will to win that I talked about earlier, um, just because, uh, you know, this is, this is one of those games where you can be 0 and 11 going into this matchup on either side, but just that one win will make or break your season. And on the flip side of that, sometimes, you know, if you go in 10 or 11, you know, 10 and one or 11 and 0 in that game and that one loss, you know, can can ruin and forever tarnish that season for that exact reason. So, you know, it's kind of one of those where, you know, no stone is unturned on either side of the ball. Um, and, you know, it's just the the beauty of rivalry games in college football. I, it's really tough for me to put into words. But, yes, I've seen almost in this exact same scenario before as far as going in to Starkville as pretty, he- uh, pretty heavy favorites. Sometimes Mississippi State would have to fight, win that game just to go to a bowl game, and they're kind of in that situation this year, you know, without APR and whatnot. Um, and I've seen Mississippi State be successful in these games as a result. Um, and just it's been kind of trap games for Ole Miss, um, you know, be, because of the reasons that I said earlier. So, but you know, like I said on the flip side, you know, with that 2014 game, uh, and with you know, other games that have happened in the past, even in the early 2000s with uh, Ogeron and Cutcliffe and Tommy Tuberville, or then Jackie Sherrill at Mississippi State, uh, Sylvester Croom, you know, after him. And so, yeah, I, I think every, I think the last, I mean, it's been all throughout, you know, you go back to the 80s and the, in the Immaculate Deflection where the Lord literally won Ole Miss that game. Uh, you should do that. That was it. a awesome. year. I remember listening to, going back and listening to Jack Crystal's call of that. And there was just no words to even describe it. Like that win came out of freaking nowhere. And it blew that ball, God, probably what, 50 yards off track into the, like almost at the stands, like over near the ambulances there in Jackson. And that's how weird this game is. But Jared, I'm going to put you on the spot and I've got two more questions for you. Give me your final score prediction for Thursday night. Well, uh, once again, go back to your point earlier. It's kind of a tough thing to pick, but I think obviously the safe thing is to probably pick on missing this matchup just because, you know, they're more talented. I think they equally have as much to play for. And when these games have happened where Ole Miss has been favored and Mississippi State has come out on top, it's usually been because, you know, they were pretty even as far as talent goes. Now, will the win and, you know, want to and executing is a different story. But I think, you know, all those other factors are squarely on Ole Miss's side in this one. So I think everywhere else I've picked and our fearless forecast and actually on a our behind enemy lines crossover with uh, Justin Frommer at Jeans page. I picked Ole Miss 31, Mississippi State 21. The way I see it playing out, I see Ole Miss and State playing a very competitive first half, being very low scoring. I think Ole Miss is going to hit them in the mouth in the third quarter because Ole Miss has been a second half team all year long, and they've been very done very good job at making second half adjustments. And I think State's going to mount a comeback at the end, but it's going to ultimately fall short. Um, but we don't need to establish it again. Do not be surprised if it goes the other way. So yeah. I'll just leave it at that. I'm gonna go. I've been I've been really sitting on this all week. Well, the line has gone from like 14 to nine in yeah. For, matter opening, of a day. opening that thing at 14 was stupid. Whoever did that is drunk. That, well, they, I think they I think they they kind of understanding it as the week has gone on. You know, of course, yeah. our, our media we've kind of highlighted that and documented that even on both sides of the aisle. So I'm gonna go. Mississippi State, 27, Ole Miss, 24, Kyle Ferry with the game-winning field goal. That is my guy, by the way. That is 
Right, all right. That is my, like, if I had to pinpoint my favorite guy to cover on this Mississippi State team, Kyle Ferry, the kicker, is the best damn kicker in the Southeastern Conference, without question. I'm, I am right. would put it out there. Kyle Ferry, field goal kick for the win for Mississippi State. Jared, last question I have for you. How was, it, how was the feeling of being back in the tap pad, by the way, last Friday? Man, I... Uh... You know, I had to ask you about this. I knew the question was coming and, you know, I feel like I should have been prepared because it's been really hard to put into words, quite frankly. Um, first thing I did, uh, actually went back, actually have, you know, a pile of old ticket stubs from the tad pad and actually went and found the last, um, men's game that was played in that tad pad. It was against Troy. It was an 83 to 80 overtime Ole Miss win. And I, I tried to, and actually like the, the, the bottom part of the stub where, you know, there's the seat and row and all that turn off that. So I had to go and find my other tickets to see where our season tickets were. Um, and I found our season, I found our season tickets. Oh, I found where they were and I went to that spot and I just stood there for a little bit. And I was just like, man, I spent a lot of my childhood in this gym. You know, it's, it, it, it's, let's be real. I mean, it's a dump by college basketball standards, <laughs> yeah. but man, it, it, it was a, a trip down to memory lane. And, there's a lot of even though Ole Miss basketball is not historically known for winning, I think they're right above 500 all time as a program, which is pretty poor compared to some of the others. There's been some good wins and all that, and other teams hated playing in there, and because Ole Miss has been pretty successful in that building. I can um, remember Chris back Ford coming off a ball screen against Kentucky, hitting the shot. I think it was over Nerlens Noel, uh, 2013. I can remember where I was sitting at the tab pad during that game. But, Jared, uh, before we get to social medias, is that going to be a yearly thing for Ole Miss basketball? You know, I feel like I think so. I think Chris Beard has done this at previous stops. He did it at Texas Tech, and he did it at Texas, and he did it here. He mainly wanted to do it here, at least for this one, uh, to honor Rob, Rob Evans, a uh, former coach back then. He was the first African-American coach at Ole Miss in a major sport. Uh, and it was also kind of – and I actually did a cool article about this last week. Um, you know, prior to Rob Evans's arrival in 1992, you know, in the 80 years that came prior, Ole Miss had only been to the NCAA tournament once. Yeah. And that was, and that NCAA tournament was because Ole Miss won the SEC tournament that year just to get above 500 for the year. And that got on the automatic bid. And of course they were quickly disposed of uh, after that. But Rob Evans really kind of, for a brief period of time before he went to Arizona State, he kind of made Ole Miss a, you know, a team to be reckoned with and kind of a nationally recognized team. There were a lot of good players on that team, you know, Ansu Cisse, uh, Keith Carter, and a bunch of others. Uh, Mike White. Mike was White. On, uh, the coach of Georgia was on one of those teams. I actually asked him about that at SEC Media Day, which was kind of cool. So, um, you know, in, in one thing about Chris Beard is he is always honored the past wherever he's been because I think he kind of realizes the intrinsic value of uh, – a program building as far as, you know, you're not in the position where you're not that you're in now without those guys, because each guy, whether they're successful or not on the court, did something individually to build a program. And I think there's one thing that he tried to get across to his student athletes. It's like the reason why the Tui center exists, the reason why, you know, the pavilion is there, the reason why Ole Miss is, you know, has really heavily started heavily investing in basketball over the past couple of years uh, with what Andy Kennedy, you know, built for over the course of 12 years. 
um, that it all kind of ties into, you know, the present and where it is today. And so, and also there's some memories going with there with some good memories. So I think this is something that you're probably going to see more of, uh, whether it's going to continue to be the tad pad game or kind of something different along the lines is to be determined, but I would not turn down a, an, a another invitation back to the tad pad. That's for sure. Jared Redding, tell them where they can find all of your amazing work and, uh, Thank you so much, as always, for coming on the Mitch Davis Show. Uh, look forward to seeing you next weekend for the Memphis Ole Miss basketball game. And, by the way, for the audience, Jared will be back on next week at some point to talk about the state football championships that will be held at Vault Hemingway Stadium that we'll both be at all weekend long. Yeah. Uh, did you ask for my social media? Sorry. Yeah, social media and give me your yes. site. That's right. That's right. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jared E. Redding. Uh, you can follow my work at InsideTheRebels.com, or you can go to 247sports.com slash college slash Ole Miss to find all of our content from football, basketball, baseball, football recruiting, basketball recruiting, baseball recruiting, just all info and inside intel about Ole Miss Athletics. We're actually running a special right now. I thought I'd put a plug in there. If you sign up right now for Inside the Rebels, you can get 75% off, your, uh, off of your annual subscription that is equivalent to $2.24 per month, and that's bang for your buck. You can get Paramount Plus along with that. You can also get the best Ole Miss intel in the market, and you can get the most passionate community of Ole Miss fans. If you are an Ole Miss fan, now if you're not and you troll, that's fine. You know, We'll see if we have to ban you or whatnot, but uh, I just thought I'd throw myself in there. But, yeah, we got a lot of good stuff going on on the site right now for myself, David Johnson, and Tyler Comas. You have been listening to the Mitch Davis Show I've been your host, Mitch Davis, founder of the Mitch Davis Show.com, podcast host of the Mitch Davis Show. You can follow me on Twitter, Mitch Davis underscore eight. A very special thank you to Jared Redding for joining the Mitch Davis Show podcast today to talk about the Egg Bowl ahead of the massive matchup between the Mississippi State Bulldogs and the Ole Miss Rebels. Check out Jared Redding's work there at Inside the Rebels. And again, happy Egg Bowl week and happy Thanksgiving to each of you as you enjoy the greatest rivalry in all of college athletics, the Egg Bowl in the state of Mississippi. And again, I'm your host, Mitch Davis. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, Mitch Davis underscore eight.